catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Yes, thank you very much, Eric. I think you covered it very well. We also do have a Climate Outlook Forum. We bring people from countries three times a year, depending on the seasonal cycle. For example, from June to September, this is a season that affects the, the countries like Ethiopia, Sudan, South Sudan, Eritrea. And then uh, from uh, October to December, this is a season for uh, the southern part of East Africa, like uh, Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, and so part of Somalia. And the same also during March to April. So during this seasonal cycle, we bring the people and we discuss with them, we show them the product. And we now started actually to introduce East Africa Hazard Walsh into this process. Before, we used to show them maps, which is like a very static PNG map. You cannot move around it. You cannot click on it. It will not interact with you. But from the last season, from May, we introduced East Africa Hazard Watch during this process. So the users or the focal persons from the countries, they get the URL of East Africa Hazard Watch. They see the forecast plotted on the system. They can zoom in, zoom out, uh, go into particular area, particular point or particular sub-admin. And they see that what is expected for this area and then they will generate advisories or they analyze what is the potential impact of this season and then they generate advisories to mitigate the potential impact. And we summarize all this information in what we call summary for decision makers and then we share it with uh, with uh, the decision makers in the region. So this is the, the most the now efficient uh, uh, use also of East Africa Hazard Watch and the added value coming out of this system. Interesting. That's covering both the end users and the stakeholders who have the powers to take or make moves based on actionable information they find um, around them. Now, agriculture is one very important issue in Africa and it's been severely affected by weather and climate change. And most times the lack of vital information makes it difficult to effectively address the challenges brought about by you know, the weather and the climate changes. What positive effects will be expected from this platform as it concerns farmers in the East African region? Yes, okay, I can take that. And then maybe Eric, if he has comment. But uh, uh, yeah, agriculture is, is a major uh, socioeconomic activity in East Africa. It is a major contributor to the GDP of most of the countries. For example, for Kenya, it contributes about 30% to the GDP of Kenya. And the similar situation for the other countries. So there is generally high dependency on natural resources in, in our region. Uh, the, this system is, uh, as one of the actors described it, when we launched it, we started to receive email. And one of the, the, the agricultural practitioners uh, and working for WFP in Sudan, he sent us email and he said, this is the best platform to hit the agriculture sector in the past years in this region. So that's really a great testimony for the efficiency of this system and the information it provides. Because it provides information about the climate and on different time scales. And it, it gives you what happened in the past, for example, what happened in the past months or three months. So from that, you would understand whether you have, for example, rainfall deficit or you have a surplus of water or what is the situation. Then it gives you what is expected for the month to come and what is expected for the week to come. So it's uh, very concise. And then moreover, it 
tell you what is the situation of your crop. Are they are in a favorable condition? They are maturing and, and toward growth and yield? Or what is the situation? So this is a really very efficient way to share information and help people to take action. The impact of disasters, by the way, is normally not because of the disasters themselves, but because of lack of information, lack of preparedness. That is when the disaster have its most horrible impact, when people are not prepared. But if you have the information, you have the opportunity to prepare yourself, to change maybe your livelihood to another method, Maybe you migrate, maybe you, instead, if you feel like the agricultural season is going to fail, maybe you will go to the city to have a job and protect yourself and your family from the impact. So the tool is really efficient in providing the information and helping people to take action. Uh, so maybe to add on top of that, on how the tool can be, for example, useful to, to the farmers who you know, do agriculture. So as my colleague mentioned, one of the products that we do provide is the seasonal forecast. And this has been really useful to the farmers, especially those who practice wide you know, farming across the regions. So for example, we have a company here in the region that has different branches in the different countries. It's a dairy farming uh, company. And uh, the seasonal forecast has been very useful to them from the feedback they have given us. So it helps them to prepare, for example, for the wet weather. If we are, if we are forecasted that the season will be wet from our onset data, that information, they take it and they use it to, for example, preserve their feeds, to prepare the land for fodder, to harvest the water, and also, for example, to initiate the vaccination programs to to their farmers, for example, to advise them on how to prepare well for the season. So this is one way that uh, the farmers are able to use this information to be able to to take, you know, and use it and prepare well for the season. Yeah. Now let's uh, talk about the development of this particular platform. Are you looking at any form of improvements in the near future what should we be looking out for in the area of improvements uh near future any plans at all yes i can i can take that and then my colleague can comment further so actually we are currently adding more features we are currently improving it it's a continuous process so we open the system to the public uh one reason is to be able to start collecting the feedback because we really want this system to be user-centric. We want the users to be able to control what features we have, to be able to tell us what they need, for us to be able to understand what functionalities will be most helpful to them. So we are receiving this feedback, we're integrating it continuously. So currently we are looking at you know some of the features that our users want, the further analysis they want to do. And I already mentioned that we are adding the email subscription option. This is one feature we are working on. And we are looking to add more data sets to the system, for example, on pollution. We want to be able to monitor pollution within the region. And this is one area that there's really so much, there's little monitoring of this pollution in our region, for example. So we want to be able to bring the forecast for pollution, the greenhouse gas emissions, we want to include these data sets. We want to add more climate change data so as to show you know, how our region is being affected by changes in climate. We want to add more information on um, 
forest monitoring. So there's currently uh, work being done uh, by our colleagues here at ICPAC. They are developing a forest monitoring product that will enable you to visualize the forest changes over time to be able to see how our forests are performing and that inf related information to forest monitoring. So those are some of the areas we are looking to add to the system, those layers. And also we want to be able to generate reports. So for example, we have a drought system, which is a specialized system for drought that feeds information to the hazards watch. So we pull this information, but we want also to be able to generate reports. So we give the users the ability to click on a point, for example, and they are able to get all drought related information in form of a report so they can send it through their email and they can further use this one to inform them in their decision making process so the ability to generate reports and see them on the uh, on the screen and also export them to images to pdfs this is a feature we are really keen to add and uh, for that purpose we also recently got a data scientist who is doing some work in machine learning to help us in trying to put all this information together in a way as to show the impact of these different hazards when they are put together. In most uh, ways, you'll find that they are related. So being able to correlate all these uh, hazards together in a way to show the impact they have on the population is uh, one thing that we want to work on, and we are currently working in the new data scientists that we have, and it's a feature that will be coming soon to the platform. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, great. Just to add, to add on that a bit is that uh, we have also we have many of the layers. There is a layer on uh, heat waves um, that is also coming soon, besides air quality and the pollution. And the data science is expected also to help us on your question about the skills or the quality of the forecast. So we are also heading in that direction on implementing machine learning algorithm in improving the quality of the forecast. So that's uh, in addition to what uh, been already mentioned by my colleague, Eric. Okay. Uh, now, keeping it on the level where it affects the users more, that's very important. Making this hazards watch more user-centric. Are there plans for wide adoption by all, like every person in the Eastern African region? Are there any plans to make sure that these systems can reach everyone um, in the region? Yeah, one of the things that could help us actually to, after we launched our campaign, we started also to talk to all of our partners and potential uh, users. For example, we have data that comes from the, what called the integrated phase classification, which is information about food security. And this is like a multi-agency product that comes from FAO, WFP, from EGAD and multi-agencies come together to produce this data. We have partnership with ECMWF, with the World Meteorological Organization, with Copernicus Climate Services, which is supported by the European Union. So we have a number of partners. We tapped on the partners on sharing information about the system, introducing the system to all potential users. Moreover, we also um, communicated with the media, and the media, like yourself, and like this uh, fantastic radio 
station could be a very efficient and effective tool in helping us in uh, reaching uh, or uh, introducing the system to wider users. And we would be happy to give feedback to the users, to give training, to give information for, for the users on how to use the system, how they can benefit from it. So uh, this is all the effort from our side is that we reach wider users and we listen to the users to see uh, what is their needs, uh, what is their feedback that we can implement and integrate into, into the system. So this is our approach. For us, the value of the system comes from the usability, from being an effective tool that is open and used by everyone in the region uh, whether they are uh, government official, whether they are uh, NGO or uh, intergovernmental organization, or if they are just farmers or uh, ordinary users, they are very uh, welcome to use the system. And it is in the way it is designed, it is usable even to the last point, to the last mile. When we are developing it, we have that in mind to reach uh, the final user in the ground. So uh, we would be happy to talk to you anytime and we think that the media can really play a major role in reaching the users with this product. Okay. So thank you very much for this. And we hope to collaborate, of course, more in the future. Yeah, sure. Now, for someone who's just listening, who's hearing this for the first time, how can the end user, like someone who's just listening, how can they you know, get to interact with this hazard system? So it's an online system, so you can access it from the URL www.eahazardswatch.pickpack.net. Maybe I can share the link with you and you can share it later. So it's an open system. You don't have to log in. You just go to eahazardswatch.pickpack.net and then you access it online. It's very friendly on the mobile, so you can use your laptop. You can, use your, um, you can even use your mobile to access it. And um, yes, we are also planning to have SMS uh, alerts incorporated to the system. So for example, if someone doesn't have a smartphone so as to be able to access it, we'll have a way to include the alerts, give them the ability to select the areas they want to receive alerts from, and then they can be receiving them from SMS. Of course, this needs some logistics to be sorted out, but we are heading towards that direction. So those are the ways that the system can be accessed as for now. Mm, wonderful. I hope we're also looking towards getting a mobile application. Yes, there are talks to develop a mobile application. So we are currently working on an application here at Ikpak to do other things, but we are thinking that it can also be able to to disseminate these alerts in, uh, you know, in this in a um, easier to install, you know, you just go to Play Store, you have the Android application, and then you get the similar information you have on uh, on the website or the online platform. So this is also in the pipeline, and yeah, it's, uh, it's in our minds, yes. Wonderful. It's been really insightful and interesting talking to both of you. But just before I let you go, would have a very, very short game, two questions. Uh, that's what we do every time here. Um, first, we'll start with uh, Abubakar and then uh, go to Eric. So if you have five apps, um, five apps on your mobile phone, um, and those are the only five apps you had the choice of having on your mobile phone, uh, what would they be? Five apps on your mobile phone, your mobile device, you know, delete everything else, every other app. What five apps would, would they be? 
Uh, yeah, I think I will. I will have my Twitter. I'll have my camera. If, if your camera is included on it, then I will. Th- I think I need. Uh, I need YouTube and I need WhatsApp and I have Coursera. Yeah. Mm, okay, Eric. So I will keep those five. Okay. Oh, give <laughs> me Google Map. Google Map is also useful. <laughs> Maybe we'll take out your camera and then fix Google Mapping instead, instead right? <laughs> I, I, I can trade. <laughs> Eric. Okay, this is, uh, this is really a tough one, but um, I'll try to answer because I, I really have quite a number of apps, but uh, let me try to see. So I have WhatsApp. So that one, I, I have tried to not have it, but it keeps coming back. So <laughs> WhatsApp is number one on the list. And then I love YouTube. I like learning a lot from YouTube. You know, I'm a web developer, so looking at tutorials, learning, listening to other developers across the world, I do that almost daily. And uh, the third one will be, um, I use Twitter to just know what you know what's going on around the world. And uh, I need my notes up, you know, to uh, write down what I'm thinking. At some point, you know, you get a get an idea you want to remember it so it's always good to have a note taking up to write it down the fourth one i also use telegram a lot to just save things you know um, put some things groups you know to just coordinate a few things so the last one let's see my camera i take a lot of photos and then i put <laughs> them up to google photos so yeah, you take camera and photos as a bundle. <laughs> okay, okay, if, if we can do that, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> so we've been speaking to a climate scientist at the Intergovernmental Authority on Development, IGAD Climate Prediction and Application Center, ICPAC, who is experiencing climate research and climate services and also works currently as a climate service expert at ICPAC in Nairobi, Kenya, Abubakar Sali Babikar. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you very much, Anthony, and I hope we can talk to you in the future. We are really interested in this area of climate and climate information, and we'll be happy to talk to you again. Beautiful. Also, Eric Otenio joined us as a web developer with the Norwegian Capacity NOCAB. Thank you very much, Eric, for the time, for the insight, and for the conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much, Anton, for having me, for having us. We are very much uh, delighted to be here and talking about all you know, this uh tech revolving around hazards and uh, it's quite an interesting area and we look forward to sharing more keep keep the conversation going and yeah thank you thank you for having us yes efforts have been made to reduce the effect of natural disasters in africa through aid and you know other means which have really been helpful but if we can actually predict successfully more than half of these hazards we can reduce or eliminate vulnerabilities in africa so that we do not have to face or mitigate the effects and even if we did face the disaster the effects especially on humans goods and property will be very largely unfelt Good predictions and warnings save lives. With only a few minutes notice of a flash flood, a tornado, or even a cyclone, people can act to protect themselves from injury and death, and predictions and warnings can also reduce damage and economic losses. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.